superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P., Joe Pizapia, and today we've got another fantastic show lined up for you. We're going to take a look at some players who could exceed their value, and that's a very important thing. In fact, that might be the most important thing at this time of year because we're always looking for guys who can jump a tier, guys who are in latent drafts who might be able to really outperform their ADP, but there might even be some names out there that are being drafted in the first few rounds that might have bigger expectations than we really even understand. And to help us break it all down, our newest member of the Fantasy Pros family, our data scientist, uh, he is the one, the only Sam Hoppins. So I want everybody to welcome Sam to the family on the YouTube channel. Go drop the comments below and welcome Sam. Uh, Sam, you've had a couple uh, recordings with us. And uh, unfortunately, not one, but two tech issues. But I always say the third time's the charm, Sam. So you're feeling pretty good, I got to imagine, right? That this is going to work out this time, fingers crossed. One of these days, everything <laughs> will work out, and it will work out seamlessly. But we are still here. We're here. We're going to give some people some great content. And Sam's going to be helping us all year long with our projections here on Fantasy Pros and on the betting pro side of things, too. So he's in the laboratory like Dr. Dre in the Beat Lab, just kind of making all that stuff happen, making it rain numbers. And speaking of making it rain, one of my favorite guys out there in the fantasy football industry also works uh, on the betting side of things as well nowadays. He's from 4 for 4 Football. He's John Daigle, and he also works at BetSperts as well. John, so many hats for the bald head of yours. Uh, it's nice to have another baldy here on the program. Sometimes I get lonely when Derek's not around. But I also noticed... That, you know, on Twitter recently, Derek Brown and you have had a little thing where he is the least attractive version of John Daigle. Is this correct? Is this like a Spider-Man thing? I don't know where that came from, honestly. At some point at the expo, a lot of people apparently started comparing him to me uh -huh. uh, and getting us confused. And, and to be fair, I was confused for him as well. He's a little <laughs> more... He's a little more like burly, like he's a more of a power lifter than I am. I'm just a wimpy little runner like Sam. And so like he has more muscle than me. So I don't know how you confuse us except for the bald and the beard. That's literally it. So you're just stereotyping us, really. There you go. Uh, so we're going to break down these players here. I'm glad we got that out of the way because that was really bothering me. I was wondering what the hell happened at the expo. I wasn't there and I need to know what's going on there. So we're going to break down these guys for you. And both the guys have excellent lists. We're going to go through 12 players, uh, six on John's side, six on Sam. John, since you're the guest, let's start with you. Give me a player here for you that you think has the ability to really be a value in 2023. And I'll go in order of how I see them being values um, from my, not worst value, but lowest value to the player I think is the best value okay. at their ADP. And this begins with Marvin Mims as my first selection. The C's have actually parted over the past couple of weeks by accidental reasons, given Tim Patrick's unfortunate Achilles injury in back-to-back -back years, also the recent Jerry Judy injury. So now Mims, we think, will start at the very least in three wide sets, maybe even two wide sets as early as week one, and a soft matchup against the Raiders' defense. So we're already off to a great start for him. Otherwise, though, beyond that, he's an amazing prospect. A 90th percentile athlete, 
who already averaged a 24% target share in his final season in Oklahoma. And that's important because although he, he did break out with a career-high nine touchdowns as an 18-year-old at Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, for as much credit as we give him as a play caller, caters players to his scheme, not the other way around. So Marvin Mims, for his career, was a rotational receiver, although he was much better than that. And then when Lincoln Riley went to USC, he gave Jordan Addison the same treatment, actually taking Addison out of the slot where he won the Blitnikoff Award and putting him more on the boundary there. Whereas Mims then, without Riley, broke out in his final year for over 1,000 yards because he was no longer a rotational player. He was an every-down receiver from the boundary. Also, what's important besides his profile is that Mims, 95% of his career touchdowns in college came on targets 20 yards deep. He has that explosiveness over the top to separate, and that's how we win our leagues, the guys who actually break the game of fantasy football from rounds 12 on. And so I consider Mims, honestly, more in the Mike Evans, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston tier than I do where he's going in drafts right now, which is like four rounds higher. So I genuinely think he's just one of the best values on the entire board at his ADP. I want to take a quick break in the action to tell you about one of these new products from Hatch called the Restore 2. Now, I have one of these. It sits on my bedside table, and I cannot tell you how incredible it is. And if you're saying, well, what is Restore 2? Basically, it's a sleep system. Uh, think of Hatch as your bedside sleep guide. It's your ally in rest. It's innovative. It's all in one. It's the dream machine, basically. It's a sophisticated sound machine that has a light and alarm clock built in. And you download the Hatch app, and basically you can set it to wake up to certain sounds and light routines that mimic the sunrise. Same thing at nighttime. You could set it to different lighting patterns, to different sound patterns to help you get to sleep. And we all know that we've learned over the years that a good night's sleep is the most crucial thing to your health. So good rest allows you to be the best version of yourself, and that's why the Hatch Restore was engineered to help you form healthy sleep habits for life. And I've been using mine for the last few weeks, and I can't tell you how great it is. I have woken up the best wake up I've had in my life probably in the last few weeks. And it's because of this new item. I don't have that alarm going off, you know, getting me awake, stirring me out of my sleep. Instead, it's a very gentle waking up and my body is responding to it. And I want you to go figure it out too and go get the Hatch Restore right now. They're offering uh, a great deal at hatch.co slash fantasy pros. You get $20 off if you're one of our listeners, okay? So go right now to hatch.co slash fantasy pros, sleep deeply, wake up gently with the Restore 2, and again, you get $20 off your order and free shipping, which is a great deal, at hatch.com slash fantasy pros. Get the best sleep of your life and wake up refreshed using the Restore 2. I'm telling you, this product changed my life. And now, back to the action. Sam, let's get to the first player on your board. Who do you have there that could be a great value this season? Yeah, John just talked about players that could break fantasy football. And for me, one guy that could do that is Anthony Richardson. We know now that he'll be starting for the Colts from the jump, which for a while was a, a concern that, that drafters had, whether he'd be starting right away. He's currently going as the quarterback 15 by ADP on, on fantasy pros. And his rushing ability provides him with such a high floor. I mean, he his athleticism that he demonstrated at the combine, the single-handed most athletic quarterback uh in in history based on some of those numbers just shows how explosive he can be over the preseason. He showed just how well he could evade the pocket, evade rushers and I'm guessing he'll be taking off rushing more. Now he didn't 
play extremely well from a, a passing perspective in the preseason had a, a completion rate below 50%. But this is the thing with, with quarterbacks and, and rushing. They don't need to be a good real-life quarterback to provide that value. And I think if he is able to figure that passing out, we saw it at Florida that he was able to just really excel in the deep passing game. And he's got Alec Pierce, Michael Pittman, and uh, Josh Downs, who he's building a rapport with as well, can you know catch those long passes. He will certainly pay off that QB 15 ADP. All right. Yeah, that, QB 15, 105 overall. Go ahead, John. Those rushing numbers, Sam, speaks to his last two years in Florida. Eight carries and 55 rushing yards per game. Those are stats that typically translate from collegiate mm. level to the NFL level, something we always watch for. Not only that, but... Everyone is worried about the same completion rate that Sam talked about. His miserable because he's just so raw. 455 right. career dropbacks. He's a lot to get under his belt. He's only going to be 21, though, when he's starting in week one. But everyone's worried about the completion rate, that miserable interception against the Bills where it was bad footwork and then forcing the throw over his receiver. But honestly, think about this. The way I've been phrasing it is that the Bears last year averaged the fewest pass attempts per game, 22.2, since the 1979 Chiefs. And Justin Fields was still the QB six in points per game because of rushing alone. Mm -hmm. Anthony Richardson can be a terrible quarterback, can be a terrible passer with terrible footwork, and it doesn't matter because the rushing yards are going to get him there at the very least as a low-end QB one. And think about the guys like everyone's drafting players over. I think Geno Smith is like one of the best values at quarterback, but it doesn't matter because Geno Smith doesn't offer a rushing floor. Everyone's trying to put Anthony Richardson behind Tua, Dak, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. It doesn't work like that. Even Justin Herbert last year, for as good as Justin Herbert is, was the QB 17 in points per game because you have to provide a rushing floor to actually get there every week. Otherwise, you just have to be an immense ceiling passer that it goes right for every single game. And that just doesn't happen in the NFL. So Richardson is just so safe, too, given the players he's being drafted around. Yeah, I guess the only fear people have is, you know, does it go so poorly and they lose so many games out of the gate? He ends up not playing for a little while and they give him a breath. That's the I think that's where the danger goes. I'm all about the danger zone with him. You could draft Gito Smith and draft Anthony Richardson in the single quarterback league all day long. Like I'm all for that. But then, you know, in those super flex leagues, that's where Richardson does not hit or gets pulled back. I think that's the fear in the marketplace. Now, the first guy that you talked about, Marvin Mims, he was wide receiver 64, 182 overall. The next guy on your list. Daigle is somebody that is much higher up on the trough. So let's talk about Christian Watson, wide receiver 24, right now on fantasypros.com in the half PPR rankings on the ADP side. Again, that's a consensus ADP. If you want to get a look at that, that's always over at Fantasy Pros, where it takes all the sites together and gives you an idea of what that ADP looks like. What are your expectations for Watson? Because I know this is another entity, John, that people are uneasy about because of the quarterback change, but you seem optimistic. Big picture down in drafts this year, I really think the skeleton key is avoiding the tier of running backs who have high floors but zero ceilings. And that stretch of players goes from Najee Harris all the way down to Cam Akers. Basically the RB13 and then tack on Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, uh, the list goes on, Travis Etienne, all the way down to around the RB24 or 25. And what's happening is people are trying to draft those players to fill their starting spots, to get touches. But the touches don't matter when there are players who break the game of fantasy football. And Christian Watson showed he is that player. I came into the season expecting to fade him because I thought he was going to be being drafted around Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, where he should be, uh, around the second, third round turn. But that's not the case at all. 
He's instead going around these running backs we should be avidly trying to avoid, like the J.K. Dobbins as well. Why would you draft the the floor touch-based option when you get a guy like Christian Watson from his breakout on Week 10 Sunday night against the Cowboys, uh, prime time, three touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers. From Week 10 on, he played eight games, and in the four games he scored a touchdown, he averaged 22.7 fantasy points. That would have been more than Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. And so, like, when you have a player like that who offers huge hits and little misses, like, that is so much better than the other guys that are being the running backs that are being drafted around him who offer no hits and big misses. So, to me, it's such an easy top-down player to add around that range of running backs. He certainly flashed some big playmaking ability last year in his rookie season, that's for sure. Sam, let's go to somebody on your list next. Because this is the only tight end on either of your lists, and it's Pat Fryermuth. Now, currently, Fryermuth is being selected here as tight end nine, the 91st player off the board. And look, you know, we talked about all the different strategies when it comes to tight end. Are you going to go early for Kelsey? You want to go for that next grouping there? You want to find that soft middle, or do you want to wait? And Fryermuth is one of the late pivot guys. So why is he a late pivot for you that might have a lot of value in 23? Yeah, I, you could go a lot of different ways at, at tight end at this point in the draft. I think Darren Waller is a, a hot pick right now. Evan Ingram, obviously, with the impending Trevor Lawrence breakout. But Pratt Fryermuth just stands out to me. This is uh, from our, our buddy Connor Allen. In, in nine games that Fryermuth and Kenny Pickett played together, in which Fryermuth played over 50% of the snaps, he averaged 7.4 targets, 5.2 receptions, and 61 receiving yards per game. That is going to vault him into the top five or six tight ends. Now that the touchdowns need to get hit, uh, excuse me, the touchdowns need to vault him into the elite tier if he's going to reach that. But he ran a route on 87% of Kenny Pickett's preseason dropbacks, indicating he should be on the field quite a bit. I, I do think they're is obviously some target competition with Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, but in eight of the nine games that I mentioned that he played over 50% of snaps, he out-targeted George Pickens. So I think Fryermuth is just sort of the lone guy in this Steelers offense who, again, it's the preseason, but they played well. And, you know, there's the hype around George Pickens. There's everyone screaming for Deontay Johnson regression and, Fryermuth, I just think, is has a very stable and solid role and has the ceiling to vault into the top five or four tight ends. Yeah, look, Fryermuth, I think last year, expectations were obviously, you know, everything, everything in Pittsburgh got kind of supplanted a little bit. Again, got pushed down a little bit. We're just kind of looking at it and saying, you know, maybe we just have to wait and kind of have this growing pain season with Kenny Pickett. And hopefully now you come out the better for it this season. Uh, Kenny Pickett was thrown to the Wolves at a terrible schedule there where he had to face the Bills and all these other really tough defenses in a row. But you know what? Sometimes, you know, you got to just rip the Band-Aid off and you got to see how things go. And hopefully, you know, you saw enough there in December where you're optimistic that Kenny Pickett can take the next step forward. Because if he does, that helps Deontay Johnson get back on track. It helps Pickens take the next step. And Fryermuth too, another one of those guys. Uh, before we get to the next game, uh, guy here on the list here for John, for the values in 2023 left in that draft. Don't forget, everybody, uh, the best value, too, is a ticket where you can go and 
get it for a better price and get it without the fees and all the nonsense. And Game Time is that. The best place to get tickets for any of the games coming up here is the Game Time app. And it's the official ticketing partner of Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football. So for last minute, amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football team this September or all year long. Download the Game Time app right now. And as you've heard us say before, over and over again, it's not just for tickets to NFL. We're talking about baseball games. We're talking about concerts. We're talking about comedy shows. Everything. They've got it all on Game Time. So download the Game Time app and redeem the code FANTASYPROS for $20 off your first purchase. Now, terms apply. And again, it's very simple. Download the Game Time app. Enter the promo code FANTASYPROS. One word. Very easy to remember. And you get $20 off your first order. No matter where you live, get out there. Have some fun. Go see a game, especially, you know, before football starts and all the kids are back at school, you have less time. Maybe kids are even back at school, but I'm serious. Look, this is your last chance to get in here and start to use that game time app. So download it today. Use that promo code Fantasy Pros, get the lowest price guaranteed and tell them Joey P sent you. All right, let's get to the next game on your list here. Uh, and this is a big one, uh, one that is extremely polarizing, John. Uh, I've had... Every single fantasy expert in creation on this show, and I feel like every single one of them has a different opinion on the next guy on your list. So let's talk about Deshaun Watson, QB 10, going 84 overall. It feels like you're buying in a QB 10. That's the right price for you. Buying it higher, actually. I think he should okay. be in the same tier as Trevor Lawrence as guys who can break the tiers and potentially move into the top six quarterbacks. Uh, what happened last year for the Browns, I understand. It was very, very bad. He was absolutely miserable to watch. And like everyone listening out there, I hope he's still bad at professional football. I hope he gets cut after week one. We never have to hear from him again. But the fact is, Deshaun Watson's splits were vastly different than his career averages. Even looking at yards per attempt, 8.3 for his career with the Texans compared to 6.5 with the Browns, a career low touchdown rate with Cleveland over those six starts last year. And that was actually the first time he averaged less than 20 fantasy points per game for his entire career. And he averaged 14.3, just a stark difference. And so honestly, as someone who comes from the poker world, the DFS world has been doing this for a while. It's one of those situations where you just suck it up and say, that's not going to happen again. Like, it's just a situation you fade altogether thinking he's a significantly better player than that, given everything we saw prior to those six miserable games. So I'm betting on Sean Watson. I'm betting on a big bounce back. And more importantly, he's an easy bet to make because he's not just a pocket faster. Last year, whenever he showed back up, he averaged six carries per game, the eighth most among all quarterbacks, providing 3.9 fantasy points per game, just his legs every week. So like, we still have a high floor here. And if the passing comes back around, it's a ceiling player as well, who again could then mesh with Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert in that top five quarterback. So just an easy bet for me, and he won't be drafted as the QB seven or eight. He'll be going far further in super flex leagues and your home leagues, and mm -hmm. he's just a player I still want to bet on. Or I don't want to, but I will. <laughs> well, you want to, you will. Uh, and, and John, look, I look at it this way too. In single quarterback leagues, why not? I mean, what do you have to lose when the worst case scenario is you go hit the waiver wire and you go pick up another quarterback or you yeah. draft the boring old Kirk Cousins as a 12th quarterback overall on the way out. Just if you really are concerned with the bottom just completely falling out of Deshaun Watson. Well, mm -hmm. it's OK. The replacement value is still there. It's when you get into, you know, that 14 team league territory gets a little dicey or when you start to get potentially into the Superflex world, that's another bet where you've got to return the value there. How do you feel about him in Superflex, John? That, that's my question, too. I know in single quarterback leagues, that's an easy sell. So the same confidence in those two QB or Superflex formats? 
third, fourth round, whenever okay. I usually look for him or Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence always gets drafted much higher. Yes. Um, and I, I think everyone, I could be wrong, but I think everyone's parsing the next tier quarterbacks incorrectly because honestly, after Lawrence and Watson, all those guys are the same. Like I love Daniel Jones. Don't get me wrong, but the difference between Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, like they're all the same guys, six players who just, Take your pick. Everyone has them ranked differently, and that tells you they're all the same, too, because we can't agree on any of them. So at least Watson does add the rushing floor to break himself apart. Whenever he goes off the board, that's when I usually start waiting for Geno Smith, my personal preference, in the fourth round. But I honestly take Deshaun Watson and Superflex re- leagues in the third round um, because, again, he falls there only because of recency bias. There you go. All right, Sam, I want to talk about the guy on your uh, list who's next year at number four because – I got a ton of shares of this guy. So talk to everybody about Roshan Johnson because uh, I want to be excited here with all of the shares that I've got. Why should I be and why should people go draft him this weekend? So Roshan Johnson currently going as the RB53. I think if he plays every game this season, there's there's no way he's not paying off that ADP now, obviously. Injuries are part of fantasy football, but... Deontay Foreman now seems like he's clearly behind Johnson in the pecking order. And he's probably behind Khalil Herbert. It seems like he's had a a really great camp. But Roshan Johnson was one of my favorite prospects coming out this year. He was one of the most efficient backs in college football. Last year, he was just stuck behind B. John Robinson, which is fair. But he averaged about a half of a missed tackle forced per attempt last year, which was in the, at the top of the college game, he averaged 4.28 yards after contact per attempt. And he was a decent pass catcher as well. He averaged 1.16 yards per route run. So I don't think I need to remind people that the bears are one of the most run heavy teams. Now fields is going to take some of those opportunities away, but both Montgomery and Herbert were pretty solid last year. And I think Johnson is a, a better running back than than David Montgomery. So again, based on some of the preseason usage, it does look like Johnson is the passing downs back in that in that offense for what that is worth. But I'm betting on the talent here. They He was drafted by the current regime. I do think that Khalil Herbert will have a slightly shorter leash they never gave him the the full workload last year despite him being the more efficient back in that backfield so I'm just really excited about Roshan Johnson was going to be excited about him sort of regardless of where he landed and, and think that his talent will will win out I was actually excited that he landed with the Bears for what you said earlier Sam which is it's a run heavy attack anyway so that means two things number one opportunities just because of the volume or opportunities because of attrition of the guys who get hurt ahead of him uh one question for you because i think this is my strategy with roshan if you're going to draft him you got to be patient like you you can't go cutting this guy three four weeks into the season this feels like more of a second half play to me who could help you down that stretch run is that how you see roshan too for sure. It's it's going to take a week or two to really see how the backfield touches play out, especially if Foreman does stay on the roster. So I'm probably not starting him from the jump unless I'm, I'm really desperate, but I, I am going to be very patient with him and suspect that he'll be able to get some run, uh, no pun intended, <laughs> sooner rather than later. 
Speaking of values, not just Roshan Johnson, but another value too in the beer world is always Miller Lite. You want the best bang for your buck, including just 96 calories and 3.2 carbs in a 12-ounce can. That's what you want here. It's Miller Lite. And I know everyone's heading to the drafts right now. If you don't have time to pick it up or if you completely forget, and you go, oh my goodness, how are we going to have a football draft without some beer? I mean, they seem like they go together to me. I don't know why you would do one without the other, but... Again, MillerLite.com slash FantasyPros, that's the place to go where you can get Miller Lite delivered right to your doorstep. It's a beautiful thing. Of course, Miller Lite also available wherever you get your beers. And you can go right now and uh, pick up a six-pack, a 12-pack. In fact, you, you can get the 24 even. If you've got a big, giant Superflex auction going on that you're going to be there all day, then by golly, get all the Miller Lite you possibly need. Again, the way to do it, MillerLite.com slash FantasyPros, and that's the best way to get it. A lot of people don't realize that the service is available where you can get it delivered, so we're helping you out, and you can pretty much get Miller Lite wherever that beer is sold. Don't forget to drink responsibly and draft responsibly, too. So enjoy the last few weeks of summer here. Enjoy football season, too, because we've got all these games starting up. Everyone's going to want to get together, watch the games. I'm sure you'll have some extra cans laying around, too. So go get your Miller Lite right now. Again, MillerLite.com slash Fantasy Pros. That's the way to do it. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. They're like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a, is, a, is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the never, Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You've seen the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. All right, let's get to another name on your list. And this one is a big one. But I kind of think I know where you're going with this one, John. So let's talk about the number three guy on your list. I have Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyree Kill, and Cooper Cup in the same tier. All have the potential to finish as the wide receiver one overall. But only one man of that tier is always left behind. I've done enough high-stakes drafts where Cooper Cup will fall to 108 to 110. I've done enough super flex where Cooper Cup's always available at 112, 201. And I've done enough home leagues at 112 where Cooper Cup will fall out. And he's just always the one who's being forgotten about for recency bias. And I don't get it because everyone's drafting Chase as the 102. That's Cup. He's my personal wide receiver, too. And they say, oh, you you think Cooper Cup can outscore Jamar Chase? That's the wrong question because Cooper Cup already outscored Jamar Chase. The question is, can Chase outscore Cooper Cup? Last year, Cooper Cup was the wide receiver one in points per game in the nine games he played. Factor that in with the eight starts he made with Matthew Stafford. That number increased to 20.3 points per game, all the way up from 18.2. So again, the wide receiver won. Also with Matthew Stafford, he led the league in target share, 33.3%. And then the way the offense worked, it was so bad that we're also expecting those rates to increase. Last year's offense for the Rams was Sean McVay's first with a team that averaged less than 62 plays per game. They averaged 58.9. We're expecting that to increase. Last year's offense was also the first one for Sean McVay that averaged below a 60% pass play rate in neutral game script. They averaged 58.5%. And the team's defense right now after cut down day 71 percent of the players on defense are rookies so we're expecting a ton of passing volume from that as well it's just there's so many things that can go right for cooper cup and win you your league as the wide receiver one as opposed to going wrong for him so yes i still think cooper cup is one of the best values and should be in the first round of every draft no, he definitely should be in the first round. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I like the. But he gets pushed out sometimes. He gets I, left behind. I don't know. I don't know what drafts you've been in lately, but I want to be in there where he gets pushed out altogether. I mean, all the drafts we do here, we have our experts and we have our listeners join us. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup typically goes in the first five picks somewhere around there. Now he is going in current ADP to John's point as the seventh player overall. To me, that's where it's an incredible value, and I totally get where you're coming from. Let me play devil's advocate. Not just the age of Cooper Cup, but also coming off the injury, having some of those injuries that he's had in the past, too. But also Matthew Stafford. You couple in the risk of Stafford, too, who, look, let's be honest here. There were talks about him retiring and not coming back at all last year because of some of the health issues that he had. He is back. But is that enough there to knock him out of that tier in that conversation from Jefferson, Chase, and Tyreek Hill? For me, personally, No. I think all of them, Aaron Donald and Sean McVay, all returned and Stafford to just give it one more year. So they didn't end everything. Well, that worked out for Tom Brady last year. Let me tell you, that was really great. One more year into the horizon. That did not fail at all. I'm just kidding. They they at least won everyone uh, the fantasy playoff game in week 17. (laughs) We at least had had a 200 yard game. Still were alive, and Mike Evans was on your roster, which I'd love to see the numbers on that, John. You wanted Sam? You're the numbers guy. Go get me the number of the people who that Mike Evans game actually helped out. Uh, but but I think that's the problem with Cooper Cup, where people have that now. I'm with you. At seven, I'm in. At three or four, that's where I I struggle I'm with Cooper in. Cup. You're still in. I love I'm absolutely, that. I'm absolutely still in. Now now the thing about that is you don't have to get him at three or four. That's what makes a value. Although yeah. I have him there, rankings differentiate from ADP. Rankings exist just to tell you we need to be higher on these guys. So when he falls to 108, 110, and again, I'm seeing it often, lots of times in the high stakes leagues, you take him every time. 
I've been in leagues with John over the years, and I know John puts his money where his mouth is. So I guarantee you, whatever he's telling for you today, or worse. he's well, you know, usually it's for better, I would say. Although, in I, our, ask my ask my Russell Wilson MVP ticket how that went last year. Uh, well, that one I could have told you the opposite way. I mean, yeah. you know, I could I could have shaken you off that one. All right, Sam, let's get to another player on your list here. Who is number three for you in terms of players that could really exceed value? I got another rookie here, Jonathan Mingo, the wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. He was the fifth wide receiver taken off the board, the first one in the second round after those four came off in the first round. And 39th overall, he played every snap with Bryce Young in the final preseason game. He ran a route on 29 of Young's 31 dropbacks this preseason, and he's competing with uh, let's see, Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Terrace Marshall, and LaVisca Chanel. I mean, it seems like there's just too easy of a path to him potentially leading the team in targets, to be honest. And in his final season in college, he was a, a real deep play threat. He had an average depth of target over 14 yards. He averaged over seven yards after catch per reception. So he was really, really good in his final season. I'm, I'm drafting him in as many places as I can because I just think the ambiguous situation with how that wide receiver room could shake out makes it so that his value is incredibly high and, and has a very high ceiling as well. Again, could be another guy similar to Johnson uh, that we just talked about that mm -hmm. you have to be a little bit patient with to see Again, where he truly does land in the pecking order for the Panthers wide receivers. But again, I think it will be a situation sooner rather than later where his talent will show out and he will be able to make a difference and be able to be plugged into fantasy lineups. What about, uh, again, I'm not advocating this fellow, but what about the Adam Thielen recency bias too? Because you see that rapport starting to build between the two of them and that's what people are talking about. Do you think that is a temporary thing and then Mingo becomes more of the guy as the season goes on? That's clearly what you're talking about, right? Because I, I, Thielen became a guy that nobody wants to draft, nobody wants to have, but at least in the early going in preseason, it looks like that's the favorite Bryce Young target. Yeah, and I do think that there's a better chance of Mingo eclipsing Chark on the depth chart, just the sort of stylistically and how sure. they play. I do think, again, Thielen's had an excellent track record over the last several years, I think offers that veteran presence. And it could be, again, three or four weeks from now, we just see Thielen and Mingo in on two wide receiver sets. So I there obviously is some concern that Thielen or Chark or any of these guys that I mentioned could be the the leading player in targets for the Panthers, but I'm hitching my wagon to to the young gun who flashed a lot this preseason as well. And remember, everybody, all the names here that John's talking about, that Sam's talking about, put them in your cheat sheets above some of the other players there. Use that cheat sheet feature, Draft Wizard, this weekend, and you can, again, create your own. You can use a hybrid of different experts along with your own. Sync your leagues up using Draft Wizard. Download the app, and that way you can get the most out of all this knowledge that we're dropping here for you on the podcast. And the winner of our autographed Josh Jacobs jersey, courtesy of bettingpros.com, is... Eric Rivera, congratulations, Eric. Get in touch with us, and our customer support agents will help you out at mailbag at fantasypros.com. Again, hit us up, mailbag at fantasypros.com with your mailing address. 
proof of your subscription to the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel, and we'll get that jersey shipped out to you right away. Again, congratulations to Eric Rivera. You're the big winner. Way to go, buddy. All right, let's get, we got two guys for each of you left on your list. And uh, this player is somebody that I loved coming into the league. John, everybody knows this here. I drafted him everywhere two years ago and everywhere I had to drop him because I just needed more help with all the injuries and bye weeks. And uh, it was the biggest regret that I've had in fantasy football in a long time. Amon Ross St. Brown has been pretty good at football. Right now he's going as wide receiver nine. So not too much value off this board, the 18th player over the wall, but you think that it could get even better for Amon Ra this year. Yeah, you missed out on his 32.9% target share in that yeah. last six games. Not, not to rub it in. Yeah, uh, I missed it. It hurt. Thanks, John. I really appreciate you coming on the show maybe, today. And, uh, maybe you're in, though. Maybe you were in whenever you had the 31.5% target share alongside T.G. Hawkinson. Maybe you were in after the trade deadline when they moved Hawkinson, the average of 28.7% target share. Either way, the fact is Amon Ross St. Brown's inevitable, and he doesn't go away. And the way I view it, with this meat on the bone, the higher ceiling, even more so than what we've seen the last year and six games, is that last season everyone looks to Jamal Williams and the way the team operated their offense inside the five-yard line and says that's going to repeat itself. That's going to happen again. The only reason Jamal Williams not only led the league in rushing touchdowns, but recorded the most touchdowns from the one-yard line since 2015 of any player was because Amon Ross St. Brown didn't have shorter shoelaces. He got tackled inside the five-yard line seven times. I don't know how to quantify that for anyone else, but I would just say it That's doesn't happen stat, again. a great stat, John. That's a great how stat. Many time, how many times can you get ankle tackled in prime opportunity? Seven. Even underdog. Or, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Our friends at Underdog even released his touchdown prop at four and a half. And I just thought the dude has double digit touchdowns in his outlook. Like why, why are we perceiving or projecting anything less than that? So yeah. yes, Simone Ross St. Brown has so much more to climb. Also remember whenever they traded Hawkinson, he got game. He got seven consecutive games with at least one carry in a row. They just started saying, how do we get you the ball more in intricate ways? And so this year I think is when the ceiling truly pops and we see a sky. Mm, yeah, I love it. Look, I, I was able to buy back in last year everywhere, but it was that rookie season that I was just ahead of the game. He's my last pick everywhere, John. I had him everywhere. And I just, you know, at certain points, like, look, it's not happening. Maybe I just need to let it go. And it's the, <sighs> it's the Roshan thing we talked about, right? Yeah, or well, how, sometimes certain or Christian teams. Watson last year. How, how, how long sure. can you stash a player? Well, how long can you stash a player? Because it's all about trying to stay competitive to make the playoffs. And that's the thing. Like sometimes you have other injuries, you have bye weeks, there's certain things crush you and you get in these bad situations. But it's something that I learned a little bit better even last year. None of us can stop learning. We should all continue to learn and get better at this. That's why we're mm -hmm. doing this. But the whole point is when you're drafting some of these younger players, you know, I don't care if it's Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, like the list goes on, say flowers, like all the young guys, like just be patient with that investment. Now, I you know it's easier to be patient with a guy, you know, like that. Sometimes it's easy to cut bait with a player that you took with your last pick. Like I did with Amon Ra everywhere because you go, ah, eh, it was my last pick anyway. I think that's where it plays on your mind a little bit where you had, like, it didn't cost me anything. It didn't work out. Let me move on. But man, I wish I hadn't. That's it. Uh, That's why I I always promote more flex options and shorter benches because I want to force patience. I want everyone to have to make cutthroat decisions every single week. That's the best way to play fantasy football. I love it. Are you willing to hold on to Christian no Watson prisoners. and Mon Ra? No yes, prisoners. That's the way to play. There you go. Way. John Daigle, everybody. All right, let's get to the next guy on your list, Sam. Number two, uh, back to the running backs for you. Who is it? It's Samaj P. Ryan. I'd like to invite all of you to the P. Ryan party where we fade <laughs> players who tore their ACL in their knee and 
target their backups because Sean Payton has shown a tendency not to feature just one running back. And I don't think despite the, you know, hype train coming for with Javante Williams and his perceived better health right now, I don't think that he's going to give Williams all the entire workload that I think people are expecting. So last year, P Ryan earned a career high 55 targets. The the wide receivers, like you, John mentioned earlier in the show are are falling like flies. They're going to need someone to throw the ball to. And I think P Ryan will step in into that role. I think he's got 10 to 12 touches per game, potentially carved out for him this year. I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, they brought him in, in free agency, gave him a really solid deal. And I just, I don't see Sean Payton leaning that much on, Javante Williams and the biggest beneficiary of that is going to be Samaji P. Ryan. Last year, Russell Wilson targeted running backs at a 23% clip, which was the highest rate of his career. So I think he's shifting a little bit to the way he plays football. And again, at RB39 current ADP right now, it's it's easy for me to see a scenario where he pays that off and is a uh, consistent flex contributor to a lot of rosters all right let's get to the number one guy on the uh list here for 12 players who could exceed their value and uh you know don't adjust your uh your screens here if you're watching on youtube but yes this man is bald yes he has a beard yes he has a big personality and yes he is picking the same guy who i could basically describe as Derek brown to you but uh, just like Derek brown john's got the same guy on his list at the top of this board John, talk to the people about Tony Pollard. Probably will just say the same thing. Debro has been yelling this entire <laughs> offseason. But when we talk about players exceeding value, it, of course, means players who can exceed their projections. And drafts are fun right now because Saquon Barkley, Derek Henry, and Josh Jacobs in home leagues are working as blockers and not allowing Tony Pollard to be drafted in the first round as he should be. Thus, mm-hmm. that's why Tony Pollard is literally the best value in all of fantasy football to this very day. Wow. Last year, we already saw the RB9 in points per game on only 13.7 touches per week. Now we have no Ezekiel Elliott. And so we're imagining, we're envisioning more ta- more touches for Pollard, who's ranked top five every single season in the league and yards after contact per attempt. And then we also have three career starts without Elliott for Pollard. And he exceeded 21 PPR points in all three of those starts with finishes as the RB1, RB7, and RB3 in those three games. He's just a perfect player that we are projecting for more touches to keep on doing what he's already been doing and what he's already proven he can be as a ceiling player and top three, top two, if I'm playing Zdebro, top one overall running back so honestly Pollard should be a first second round turn player he won't be in your league and he's the best value on the board all right let me ask you this question then he's going as the RB6 he's the 15th player off the board because you think he's the best value do you also think that you should be you know leapfrogging guys like Saquon Barkley Austin Eckler for Tony Pollard uh I stop at Eckler but Bijan and Barkley absolutely Okay. Barkley, there's there's so many red flags with Barkley. Uh, it really seems like we're chasing his second round ADP that we got wrong from last year. Some of us got wrong from last year, and then trying to jam him in the first round, like it's really odd the way he's being treated. I love how you're dropping that. Some of us, I don't know who those people were, but some of us, some some people, yeah. some people. All right, Sam, close us out here. Do it strong here. Uh, give me your uh, number one guy here that could really exceed value this fantasy season. So. 
on the show, I've spewed out a lot of stats. You mentioned I'm, I'm a data scientist, so I, I like to make a lot of my decisions based off of the data. This is purely a vibes-based pick right here because none of the advanced data with respect to Elijah Moore shows us that he's really going to pop this year. The Cleveland Browns traded for him this offseason, and I really just think the new situation is going to help. If John is right about how well Deshaun Watson's going to play this year, then a rising tide is going to lift all boats, and that boat in includes Elijah Moore. So I do think the way that the Browns have been using Elijah Moore this preseason, lining him up out of the backfield, looking for ways to manufacture touches for him shouldn't, I think, really be uh, a shock given they don't really have a, a passing pass catching back to replace Kareem Hunt. They traded for Peter Strong and they have Jerome Ford, but I, I do think it is indicative of how they're going to use that him this season, this in the preseason. He led the team in targets per route run and target share. He did have a lot of routes underneath with a 3.8 yard average depth of target. So I do think at the wide receiver 48, again, you're you're not investing that much into a guy who could be playing on two wide receiver sets with a guy who, again, has shown an ability to be an elite quarterback and if you're hitching your wagon to Deshaun Watson, then I think Elijah Moore is a, a great way to, again, continue to invest in that offense. I mean, the value is absurd to me. Uh, wide receiver 50. Uh, sign me up, please. I've been drafting him. Sam, look, he's 120th player off the board. I've been drafting this guy since June in best ball leagues. I've been drafting him all over the place. And I kept thinking at some point, like, it's going to go away. Like, I'm not going to get the value. And, and it's gone up a little bit, but still wide receiver 50 I just don't get it John I want to ask you because you had talked about Sean Watson so is Elijah Moore that piece that we connected to Sean Watson in your opinion that is the perfect storm where you don't have to pay up the ADP necessarily for Amari Cooper instead you get Deshaun late you get Elijah Moore late and all of a sudden you've got an incredible value combination in terms of ADP value, I think it's Elijah Moore and David Njoku uh, David Njoku mm -hmm. if only because the profile age and target share and competition really none also in those last six games for as bad as Watson was only David Njoku and George Kittle George Kittle of course who won everyone their fantasy leagues because he led the league in touchdowns in his last five games those were the only two tight ends who saw 40 percent of their team's red zone targets and so the results weren't there for Njoku from Watson but he got targets where it mattered most in that six game stretch so he's always that someone I veer away from with Friermuth in that same tier before I just say the rest of these guys tied in 10 on, they're all the same player. I don't care. I'll wait to the last round. For Elijah Moore, what I keep coming back to is in those six games, whenever they transition from Jacoby Brissett to Watson, the Browns 11 personnel rate increased from 16th median to top 10 overall with Watson, 76% mm -hmm. pass play rate. So we think they're going to be a lot more three wide sets. We think they're going to be passing more and spread out more, which is good for everyone. Even Nick Chubb, first round player. Nick Chubb averaged seven yards per carry from 11 personnel last year. He's going to destroy. Yes. Uh, so I, I generally just think it's an offense to be on top of across the board. Love it. Can't get enough of it. Uh, gentlemen, great stuff, everybody. Like, just tremendous work here. Sam Hoppin, everybody. Make sure you, again, go follow him on Twitter. Make sure you also check out all of his work here at FantasyPros.com. Sam, we're very excited to have you as part of the team going into this season, too. Uh, you're providing some fantastic analytics for us on both sides of the fantasy world and the betting world. And John Daigle, one of my favorite people, 
Uh, John, I'm sorry you weren't there in person for me to hoist the belt in our Superflex Flex League. Uh, I'm sorry you missed that. I'll send you pictures uh, after the show. That way you can see them all. I got and, one of my own. Don't worry. Uh, you're, we're oh, all you good. Be, oh, you got one of your own. Okay. I've uh, taken the, ch- the championship a couple times. Uh, good. I love that he had it so ready just in case I brought it up. I love it. Well, I, got, I need background pieces, Joe. <laughs> I have to have a background. Uh, I got this whole shelf going up here. But seriously, everybody, go follow him on the Twitter machine at NotJDaigle, D-A-I-G-L-E. Check out his amazing work at 4 for 4 Football and, of course, at BetSperts. And don't forget to... Fantasy season's here. Football season's here. It's Miller time, baby. MillerLite.com slash Fantasy Pros. Go get it delivered while you still have some summer left or just for the big games, your tailgates, anything you got going on, all your fantasy drafts. Again, uh, just 96 calories. Sounds good to me. A little MillerLite.com slash Fantasy Pros action for you. And of course, if you want to get out there to events, to games, to comedy shows, concerts. I mean, I'm sure Sam's going to Burning Man. I think he just got back from there. You could tell. That's why he's so calm today. Just let all of the freak flag fly out there last few days. But seriously, everybody, go download the Game Time app. That's what you want to do. Download the app. Enter the promo code Fantasy Pros. Get $20 off your first order of tickets and get out there and see some fun stuff. Again, the Game Time app is the best place to get the tickets for all of your events. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For John and Sam, I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.